0: You're listening to the GAA
2: Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. Hi there, you're very welcome along to the GAA Hour with me, Darren O'Sullivan. I'm back in studio today, recovered from COVID. I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Finian Hanley. How are things, boy? All good. You're, you're fully recovered. Fully recovered, all over the sniffles. And joining us remotely, Amy McGee up in Donegal. How's the farm, Eamon?
0: Good, Darren. All good here. Good to see you back.
2: I'm all good, I nearly turned up head to toe in Kerry gear today But I said look, I'll keep it low key today It's only the league is all I'm hearing keep all the time Keep it
1: counseled. yeah, it's keep, early
2: doors Keep it country But um, I
0: suppose You're flying
2: off I know, I'm not trusting you Know You'll be building Kerry up But we're going to play it down today But I suppose the one place we can't we can play it down is Clifford um, He put in a performance the weekend that was just ah, Look, I was saying to a few Kerry people Like you can't, you can't play him down anymore And I always thought playing with the Gooch you know, I'd always say Gooch is the best of all time for me and other people different but the way Clifford is going he's just he's a sporting freak I just don't know like we're lucky I have two lads in the full back line here with me what you do with him?
1: It's a good question it's a good question I think, yeah, look the the WhatsApps were flying around yesterday and there was names been littered Canavan, Linden you know, going back as far as the 60s Mm. and in Galway Sean Purcell and like all the greats of the game were were been named because people are just looking at this guy saying how far can he go? Now again, there'll be the question of the, the, you know the Joe Canning question of all Ireland's and mm. stuff like that, and that'll be down the track. But to date, given his what he's done in schools and minor under twenty, and 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 it recently for the seniors is absolutely phenomenal. Like you know, look, it, you know, you're not American. We'd get on to American one v one and all that sort of stuff. But his accuracy, his speed, his you know his balance, everything. He's all the the, the 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 attributes of being one of the greats, if not the greatest of all time. Obviously, carrier coming. They've Jack o- Jack O'Connor at the helm, and I think they'll build a team to to facilitate his greatness. But yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. Look, I, I, you'd hate to be in their market. <laughs> you know, you'd just hate it. Like it's 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 not a place for anyone. No. Any the faint-hearted, anyhow. No,
2: that's the thing. You'd you'd nearly think going forward, the teams will have to put two two defenders on him Eamon but like uh, Finian named off names or different footballers but I think the thing we talk about All-Irelands as well in the comparison let's say Joe Canning and he came in at a time when Kerry we weren't we weren't we're not winning All-Irelands you know we're not dominating so he's actually coming in at a more difficult time which probably makes him more impressive that he's that maturity and that confidence in his ability when Kerry aren't going well he's still standing out every game leading the line mm. what do you reckon Eamon?
0: Yeah, I, I I think he's it's just ridiculous what he what he's doing. You know, he's been on the radar for what was it three years at minor level, and to fulfil that potential, we've we've all seen players throughout the years that have unbelievable potential at minors, and then maybe it takes a while for them to adjust, or else they peter off and they don't fulfil the potential. But Clifford's just ramped it up and gone up and up and up and i don't I don't think people fully appreciate what 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 he's doing, and you know for days like like yesterday for him to put on a show like that you've you've gotta just have nothing but respect for that kind of ability that kind of class. Yeah, he
2: seems to be doing it all. Like it's it's the outrageous, but for me, it's even the simple things. He just does everything right. he's decision making, Mm. more often than not, like and that's obviously something that's going to improve as he gets older. Is always on the money. And you know some of the scores he kicked yesterday, like you know the pace and the power, along with the accuracy and the decision making, it is frightening. And it it, the one thing as well. It's exciting for us as supporters as well. Obviously as a Kerry fan, it's even better. Like but. uh, for supporters going to games, and see, he's a superstar. The crowds that come on the pitch after just to get a glimpse of him, just to get an autograph. Yeah, it's it's brilliant,
0: like, it's exciting. The the only thing that's going to stop uh, David Clifford, uh, Darn is Clufford himself, because it just looks so easy to him. At it, like, it'll come to a stage where there's not going to be many defenders that can touch him, and how does he challenge himself? Like and does he keep pushing up up or does he just sit back right I've got that point now where nobody can touch me because like if you were to imagine his form as a graph like it's it's up to himself it's his own decision whether he just keeps going up or he just plateaus or drops off and that's that's the scary thing about it
2: Yeah and I think the lack of all Ireland that Kerry have had in recent years is probably something that may help him longevity-wise, that he's going to want to top up as many All-Irelands. We'll get the first one over the line first, but it'll be about collecting the medals after that. The individual awards are great, but he knows a lot of what he's measured on will be All-Irelands. And Look, I suppose we'll go to the game the weekend. Um, Kerry, it wasn't just David Clifford, uh, was an array of talent Mm. all over the place, but it was great for Kerry. It was a third league title for a few of them boys, but we'll start with Mayo because... Like you'll be playing them in a couple of weeks from now. I, know. I was, I'm getting cranky watching them. I just it gets. I swear to God, I was getting mad watching. Him. I just couldn't understand how poor they were yesterday.
1: It's a roller coaster, all right, For a lot of the, for the male fans, you know. Like, look, Kerry were awesome yesterday, and they're playing. Outside of last week, they're playing serious football. And, and, and you know, come back to the Clifford thing, they seem to be able to mix it with the blanket defences. They're finding space. Like, Clifford's drawn a lot of attention, but there's Brosnan now coming in, who's a phenomenal footballer. He's not even making the team. You know, Killian Spillane hasn't featured. Like, there's a lot of us. There's a huge support cast there for for, for Clifford as well, you know. So they've they've loads of options, loads of options. So let's not take away from how good Kerry are. Um, but look, Mayo were, you know, Mayo were poor yesterday they missed the lads they were missing in fairness Mullen you know Dirk and the goalie like they were big losses for them because they had been those boys had been going well in, in, in the league but uh, yeah just didn't show up and I thought Mayo would would, would impose the running game and, and the physicality on Mayo yesterday but you know Crow Park it just seemed to be too big for them yesterday and there was loads of space for Kerry people were saying like they didn't were they going for it were they not going for it look it was a league final of course Mayo were going for it there's a lot Mm. there's a lot at stake now in league finals because it gives you that bounce going into the championship but uh, yeah they were poor from start to finish they didn't seem to have a pattern of play Uh, they were trying the running game you know Kerry seemed to be set up well defensively and then you know Ryan O'Donoghue inside but other than that Jason Doherty wasn't going well the ball wasn't sticking um, so look, it, it was it was a poor day for Mayo, hopefully, from a Galway point of view, it will knock the stuffing out of them for three weeks' time. Now look, we lost yesterday as well, which, you know, two teams may be low on confidence yeah. in three weeks' time, but uh, uh, that'll be a sucker punch to Mayo's bigger ambitions throughout the year. And, um, you know, like Kerry just made them look like boys yesterday.
2: Yeah, and I suppose Aim and like Finian mentioned, all the players that were missing there the weekend. And um, obviously, look, they're big players and they did make a difference, but... First time I've ever seen Mayo look flat Do you know It looked like leggy I think it was um And then Pauly Clifford Should have had two goals In the first mm. half And the first goal mm-hmm. He went around Cohen As if he wasn't there And the lack of pace Was frightening And he went around Keegan For the second chance And look Lee's been around A long time and he's been carrying The can for them For a long time mm. But he looked bitch bit stuck to the ground Yesterday Tyg Morley burnt Aidan O'Shea At one stage And put the ball across To David Clifford And I yeah. was like Sure Like that was three goal chances That Kerry should have done better with in the fir- in the first half alone and like we were talking off air em, and you were probably in the same boat as me you have a lot of respect for Danny, uh, for Mayo but it is getting frustrating I just are they getting any better it, it kind of came across as arrogance that they're too good for the league and a team that doesn't win a lot I, I can't get my head around it
0: yeah I don't know is arrogance the right word for it? I suppose there is a bit of arrogance you know because like for them to treat uh, an all Ireland medal like that, and that's what basically what it is. A league is the best team in Division One playing playing for a medal, and for them to treat it and for the opportunity to win it, there's a wee bit of arrogance in it now. But they're just so incredibly frustrating. I can just imagine being a Mayo supporter for the last over a decade now, and the ups and downs, and what what all that brings now, and. I I don't know. I don't know if... I think Kerry, the way Mayo set up, and Mayo, it's not tactically naive that they are. It's just they're going to go and play the way they're going to play. And for them to set up that there against Kerry, it's very, very... um, What's what's the polite word for it? It's just we
2: don't need politeness. Go for it. <laughs>
0: uh, no, it's just silly sulliness silliness for for them to set up. And you know, all right, you stick by your principles and you you remain strong to what what you're about. But you still have to tweak your tweak your play to somewhat. You just can't go out and let's let's play ball here. I remember Mayo done it, in, was it 2006 where? You know they played Kerry in the All Ireland final and just won out. And you know we all knew what was coming. And yeah. then Donny ha- has a goal and he's causing chaos and, and, and the full forward line. And that seems to be the meant like we're Mayo. We'll we'll play the way and we won't won't tweak it. And and that's frustrating. You know what would it cost to play someone there, two people there, even in front in front of Clifford and just stop stop them men running through and stop stop that. Uh, that ball getting to Clifford and I, I just don't know, times ticking for them, times ticking for them. So do you, you, they, they, I think they're going to have to get a start. They're going to have to conversa- have a conversation where we park, you know, the confidence or the arrogance or what, whatever, and, you know, start start looking at tweaking that that system that yeah. they have.
2: Yeah. And look, I suppose, I'm not trying to be all negative with Mayo at the moment, but I was having a conversation a few days before the game and we, we I was naming out Ryan, I don't know who Killian O'Connor was back fit. Dermot O'Connor hopefully won't be too far away. And I know is out for a bit longer, but if you had the four of them available, all of a sudden you have four very good forwards. Mm. And I think Gooch mentioned it last night that may are lacking that focal point and you two boys um, would know all about Aidan O'Shea on top of the square. I think they have a focal point there with four good forwards that they could be very dangerous, but there's no point having these boys in the forwards if you're running everything up to him because you see the way Kerry's set up the last day they are quite set um, mm. around the top of the D now like there is potential there for me it's not all doom and gloom it's all, not all dead in the water but they have to change the way they're playing like it just seems to be rinse and repeat rinse and repeat every week and Finian you're playing them in a couple of weeks and they do have potential there but they're too predictable like they're going to run it and Galway's defence wasn't up to much now the weekend <laughs> but if they secure that D area You'd imagine Mayo will run out of ideas. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and and if you go back to Kevin Walsh's era, um, I suppose he had great success against Mayo by clogging up that D and 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 making Mayo shoot from areas that they didn't want to shoot. They want to run it into that D and pop it off and get the score. So so he had great he had great success. We'd, mm. We we you know we three or four wins in a row or whatever it is. But just with, just what Mayo and Eamon made the point, you know. You know, when Jim McGuinness was over Donegal in 2012, they seemed to be, you know, you know, lo- like it or hate it. They were set up at the back and, 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 and that may suit Mayo because they've great runners and they're able to transition. They should be able to transition because the type of player, Hor- James Horn picks a certain type of player, fit, strong, fast. Mm. You know, I I believe it's a lot of numbers based with regards to how high you can jump yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But Donegal and Eamon come in on this, you know, In 2012, they had the perfect balance they used to set up with two wide... Tackers on the on the opposition forty, and then McBrearty or Murphy and, and McFadden inside in a kind of a, um kind of a triangle. Yeah. And uh, once they transitioned into attack, they were kicking the ball and they had big men to kick the ball into. And even on the wings, Liam McLoone would get there, or you know McBrearty or these guys would get there, and and they could kick to the wings as well. And they could transition really quickly. I think that would suit Mayo if the you know if they had Jermyn O'Connor at, at twelve and, and and someone else at ten, maybe Jason Doherty, good ball winner and then two really good strong ball winners inside you know Jim McGuinness over Mayo in the future would be an interesting one um, given that style of play and I think that would suit Mayo but look as you say it's very predictable and I think teams will start to look at trying to suck the runners into that D and turning them over quickly in in, in the next Galway may look at it in three weeks time
2: Yeah and look obviously look we talked about Clifford earlier and as much as I don't want to be building Kerry up, it, it's kind of hard not to build him up after the weekend. And for me, the most pleasing aspect was defensively. I think they've got that structure writing I think tight. Morley's been a revelation. And even the goal that Gavin White got, obviously he's been out injured mm-hmm. for a bit, but he he's a powerful specimen. But the the goal actually came from a turnover in the D mm. where a ball went into actually Aiden Shea. But it was Jack Barry who was in with him. And instead of just leaving him, win it and standing off him, he threw himself from behind him got a fist in it broke out and then you were able to see counter attack and look the pace of Gavin White it's hard to think of many that'll stick up with him but like it's been a huge thing for Kerry Jason Foley who for the last number of years has been doing okay not not too bad but the talk has been Kerry need a full back but they've put in Jason been full back and having Ty in front of him a player who I actually thought my struggle this year because he's mm-hmm. had injuries and he's been around a while they have that structure right at the moment and that balance and they're protecting the D. And I suppose if you look at the most successful team over the last decade, Dublin, where do they get their scores? Mostly around the D. So, um, and I'm looking from a Kerry point of view. It's You, you forget about the forwards for now. Getting that defensive structure right and bringing in Tally seems to be the the big turning point for Kerry.
0: Yeah, and, and just on that point you made about Jack, Jack Barry, you know, People, when you have that structure, it means that you can really go all out for that for that ball. You know, if you're if you're sitting back, if like if Mayo are getting the press on, it gets out from the press and, and it's a one v one. You nearly have to let the defender get the or the forward get the ball because you, you can't commit like that. But because there's a structure in place, because there's cover in place, you know Jack Barry can go for that ball does Doesn't let know She get it. Can go for the ball hundred percent. Get the hand in and you know, the numbers just break it pacely like and, and that affords you to do it. Mayo are good at what they do, but you know, there's always a danger of a slip, you know, there's always a danger what you know Potty Pot or Clifford, David Clifford did to O'Hora yesterday. That's that's where Kerry, that's where Kerry are coming into their own now. They've got the structure, they know that they're gonna get it right at the top, the top end of the field, and it's for me. It's Kerry's all Ireland, all Ireland to lose. I hate to put this on you now, Darren, but for, for me, you know, it's 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 up to them now, what, what what they do and and how they. Obviously, they're going to have to change it about for diff, different teams. You know, teams will teams will recognize patterns in their play and they'll they'll say what well, how can we get at Kerry? But you know, they 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 have the foundation now to go on and win that all Ireland.
2: Yeah, I think you're right, and I, t- I think even the. The greatest Yerry yera some fans, so we'd find it hard to. <laughs> the grass bl- is green and the yeah. sky is blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we've heard of it before. But it's, <laughs> it's very hard at the moment because they actually have a lot of options, even in the backs, which yeah. normally you'd say you have your six backs and this fella's lucky to be on, or maybe he isn't. But like we've had injuries and fellas have come in, and uh, Dan, I don't know who from Spa came in at the start of the league, did really well, got injured, and Graham Sullivan from Drummond has come in and done really well obviously Gavin White had a force injury was out he's come back looks fresh looks strong Take Morley, as I mentioned Jason Foley looks mm-hmm. like a new player um, so they have options I think the biggest decision for Jack is going to be personnel who goes where Pawdy Clifford was excellent again yesterday gets his hand on a whirl of ball should have had maybe should have had two goals yeah, yeah. probably should have two good saves with a goalie in fairness but Shawnee's going to be at 11 and even though Pawdy was brilliant there and people say oh that's his best position and he's just free flowing He's kind of playing in his own little game as well, whereas Shawnee and the 40 kind of creates more structure. Yeah. He's set there. Players know that there's always going to be someone in that centre-forward position, which helps carry structure and it helps him to come out. So there are decisions there to be made for Kerry, and I suppose they're not they're not complaints or anything like that. I suppose you mentioned uh, Tony Brosnan and Killian Spillane, who you'd imagine were going to be starting this year, but Paul Ganey, one of the older heads, he was unbelievable yesterday. Yeah. Do you know, even take the scoring out of it, he just he's a classy player, he's calm on the ball and it's going to be about getting the personnel right. I thought Stephen O'Brien had forced his way into that wing forward position, but Darren Mining came back in yesterday after an injury and was brilliant. And I suppose a player I want to mention is Killian Spil- or not Killian Spil- Adrian Spillane. Yeah. He was outstanding yesterday and he is a worker and he seems to be that wing forward that Jack wants. Do you know, he wants that fella who can be up and down in transition and in fairness to Hadron he'd fight with his fingernails which is yeah. always good to and have. And Burns it. as well is to come in. Yeah, an another weight. option coming yeah. off the bench loads of va- legs and in fairness to Burns his first instinct is kicking which plays into what Kerry are doing so mm. for me it's going to be can Kerry get that balance right yeah, going yeah. forward and that's where they might struggle. We're going to be
1: seeing the, um, the over the last few years we've seen Dublin teams you know Dublin versus Dublin we'll, we'll start seeing yeah. Kerry versus Kerry now you'll be seeing the text going round of the carry fifteen playing the Kerry fifteen, and 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 who's better? But look, you know they still have to get over the line, and 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 going back to mail mail won't go away. Look, they're high octane. They're great. You know it's great entertainment. Yeah, it's great to watch when they're on. They're brilliant to watch. You know they're they're a million miles an hour, and 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 it's just full gung ho for the game. You know so. Like, look, they'd be sore after yesterday and it was a huge disappointment to get beaten in that manner because they were so close in Killarney a couple of weeks ago to, to beating Gary, which I, th- I I thought they should have on the night, but um, it'll be interesting in three weeks' time now. Two teams coming off uh, uh, off battle bad losses that, you know, they would have won for the, those games yesterday and you're going to have two, you know, managers, managers under pressure, two counties where you know, supporters yeah. don't hang around um, so, so there's a lot riding on it. It's, it, it, it it's a huge game so hopefully Mayo are, are flat as pancakes <laughs> and, uh, and uh, our boys can, can get the win.
0: Yeah, that's Th- the team that, that way Mayo play will, will beat you know, probably 85-90% of the team, teams in Ireland but they, they've just got to tweak it Tweak it for certain good. teams, and you know Kerry, unfortunately, is one of them teams. Teams where they've they've got to tweak the system, and you know, I was having this debate yesterday in my head: um, should a team just have their one plan, Plan A, and just hone it to perfection, or should they have multiple plans, you know, and be able to adapt? And again, Dublin were so good at it. Like, so, mm. w- what's the best route to go down? Do you become so good at your your one game plan like Mayo seemed to be doing, or should they be able to be adapting? What's 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 the best approach? You know, I I didn't come up with an answer there. <laughs> but uh, it's 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 definitely definitely a debate to be had.
1: But but Dublin, I suppose look, people talked about Dublin for years and how they play and their full press and their joy to watch. Keno Sullivan was a sweeper for six, seven, eight years. They they weren't stupid. You know, obviously after the Donegal thing in, in 14 they won fifteen, sixteen, seven. But Keno Sullivan was free. Jack McCaffrey was free. They always protected the full back line. Always, Do you know. And at times they had twelve, thirteen players behind the ball. They they cut their cut their cloth to suit, you know. So Mayo, but are similar similar. The teams. important
0: thing, funny is that Dublin learned after a loss in mm. twenty fourteen. Dublin yeah. went back to the drawing board. Like Mayo have have not gone back and says right, we need to tweak this, tweak that, tweak that. They've just become better and better at mm. what they're about. And you know that's fair enough if that's the route they want to go down, but it, but it's it's going to cost them.
2: Yeah, but in terms of that Dublin team as well, like the likes of Keno Sullivan, he knew his role, and so often teams never played with six forwards up against mm. Dublin, so they dropped a player back, and Keno Sullivan had the intelligence to just marshal the whole defence. Yeah. He, he looked it was effortless. To him, but Dublin always as good as forward teams; they had the best scramble defence. They saw danger before before anyone else did. They got around in their twos and threes. They protected the D. And if you look at a lot of their scores over that dominant period, it's hard to pick too many outrageous scores. They were all worked into that scoring zone. They were a big percentage team. They weren't taking, they weren't losing ball. They did the basics better than everyone else. And to be fair, they probably worked hard than everyone else because they saw the danger where it was and they sacrificed. They had a great understanding of each other's roles as well. And, that's the that's the beauty of knowing your system, and maybe the hard part of juggling from two to three different systems. You can get caught between which between a rock and a hard place, really. And some fella thinks he's pushing, another fella thinks he's going to drop off. So Mayo definitely need tweaks. Like I just think their their style of play will get you so far, but when you're when you don't have that outstanding quality up front, which has always been where they've been held back. You need to find something yeah, different, yeah. and there's no point going into a shootout if you don't have the shooters to outshoot. The Kevin opposition.
1: McLaughlin's a big loss. He came on yesterday, but Kevin McLaughlin and his pomp really made Mayo tick, and they did play him as a sweeper a couple of years back, and it, it seemed to work quite well because he's really intelligent. Mm. And Kevin's instinct is to kick the ball, yeah, um, and I think. Kevin McLaughlin was probably underrated because you had O'Shea and you had O'Connor but Kevin McLaughlin like obviously he's pushing on a bit and he seems to be a, a, a bit player this year but he made Mayo tick You could get you from the full back line to the halfway line with a decent kick and he always looked to kick inside so you know a player like Kevin McLaughlin I don't know is he going to get to the fitness levels but they miss yeah. him I think I think they But
2: that's the thing it just shows their over reliant on the same mm, players yeah. now they've brought in a few lads but they're still very reliant on your same players digging him out of the hole when things aren't going right and unfortunately time catches up on everyone and Kevin McLaughlin's game which was a lot of energy he never seemed to get tired you can't keep doing that Mm. in your 30s and I suppose the big thing for me is how they're going to react and we mentioned um, the Galway-Roscommon game another high scoring game Galway kept going till the end I don't think right they'll be disappointed but they won't be as bad as Mayo are today but we mentioned it on the show uh, last week about losing the last game in the league before the, the final I'm going to quote you both on it that Galway had too much quality to lose this final both of you said it Yeah, but we did talk it about the, this, the threat of Roscommon and look it was a very good game it was open defensively not great but the standard of athleticism the are running it again but the kicking by Roscommon and Galway to be fair was outrageous the the quality on show was was incredible and I know, look, they both will have a lot of work to go into but it was a great game of football for neutral.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. It was brilliant to see, you know, in Crow Park, dry day, big score and there was, you know, I think they scored more than the Cork hurlers yeah. the night before. But look, you know, and, and it's great and I've been involved in a few of those games for Galway where we've scored a lot and, and, and shipped a lot as well. But, you know, Ross Common, I suppose to go to Ross Common first. They've definitely, you know, they've always had good kicking forwards, you know, and they've been trying to play defensive half-hour line. Yesterday, you know, was different. You know, you had Kieran Murta back, who's an out-and-out scorer, f- brilliant, brilliant player. Um, very accurate Carl Heenan who was man of the match in the Sigerson final um, I was involved he was involved with us in the freshers a couple of years back with NUIG serious footballer now he was playing out the pitch and he'd been taken off early in most of the league games this year which I was kind of surprised at because he wouldn't be a 12 he'd be an inside forward and this guy can score from anywhere he can he can, he, you know he'd take one off from the sideline so I, I think what Anthony Cunningham's trying to do with him is, is ease him into the senior yeah. saying look he can't be shooting from the corner flag but this guy is one for the few so, to see him in there was a real statement of intent that Roscommon were going kicking scores yesterday from all angles. Connor Cox, obviously of Merta, who will start in the summer he's a he's a phenomenal player. we' get on to his goal, but um they had loads of options Keen McCK's a fine this year mm. so Roscommon, Roscommon look good they look really really good um and they'll they'll bother any Galway army on the kind of final Galway similar going forward we always know Galway will 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 Push on and kick scores from all angles. You've Conroy, you've Comer, you've you know Johnny Heaney can kick scores. You've you've you've, you've scores from everywhere. The problem is is, is at the back, mm. um, and and people will always say we've been watery at the back. But yesterday was was you know Ross Common could have kicked more, and you know PJ will be disappointed. shipping. and he'd always say, "Jesus, you'll win nothing." shipping twenty three scores yeah. against any team, and 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 that's it. So he he he, he had a lot to ponder over the next yeah. while in regards to defense.
2: But that was a thing like twenty three scores. Like that's nearly double what you'd be expecting. Like, mm. n- whenever I was playing, it was normally six a half, twelve. Be what you're kind of aiming for. Mm. Worst case scenario, conceding and aiming. Like I suppose we're on more Roscommon and the different scoring shots. One thing I noticed was they were like they were very powerful coming out. But once they got to a point, they were running, but the head was up and they were looking for passes. Like for somebody who spent their career in the backline, is it a, how I find that's the hardest game plan to. Come up against because you don't know are they going to run it in, are they going to kick it? They seem to have the ability to play both games, and they they alternate it, they vary it throughout the game, which to great effect. To be fair,
0: yeah, and, and that's the key. That's the key to how you are attacking. If you become too predictable, if you are going to kick it, you know it gives defenders an advantage. If you are going to continually run it, it gives gives the defending team an advantage. So you need to get that balance. You know, you you have to go at it bo- both ways and as a defender, you, you should always be second guessing are they going to kick, are they gonna run? How do I mark my man? And and that's the uncomfortable spot you need to go need to be in. And just Russ Common quality, so much quality on there yesterday. And you and you're just asking the question why can't they push on here? What what what's stopping them pushing on? And you know, what's stopping them staying in Division One for a few seasons and kicking on like a Monaghan have? You know, they're they're never Going to be, you know, in the same vein as a Kerry or a Dublin, or you know, when I say never, that's me looking on the outside. I'm sure there's Roscommon people that would would say otherwise. But what's the impediments to stopping Roscommon getting there where Monaghan are and just continually being in, in in that top tier? You look at what was going on yesterday and the quality of play, and and you just think, why aren't they doing this? Why can't they kick on?
2: yeah and I suppose like it'll come down to they are they are very reliant on a lot of the the stalwarts that have been there, the Smiths, the Smiths, you know their level of consistency mm. for them has been huge, and some of the scores they' were kicking yes but it's not only the scores they're 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 stuck in everything they need someone to drive out their there the dailies they seem to be the same names popping up and it's going to be about what players they can bring through as well to kind of help back them up because a lot of them players are coming to the I suppose the, the golden years of their career—it's mm. it's getting harder. Mm. Like, but they seem to have it all, and it is for me. Ross Common, we mentioned it before—the yo-yo team—they're up, they're down, they're a Division One and a half team. It's about staying in Division One next year, even if you have to sacrifice the free flow and stuff at times, go defensive in games just to survive, and then you can kick on. And I always felt that that was the problem, Kevin, when they were there. We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago they were very good for 60-odd minutes in a lot of their Division 1 games. They lost out, they got relegated and they tumbled through the divisions. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is your first year in Division 1, you just have to survive and sometimes you have to sacrifice the style of play you want to play initially just to stay in there. Um, but for both teams now going forward, obviously it was brilliant to watch, but defensively, like we're going to talk about Murta's goal, the finish was outrageous, but the defending, like I have two defenders here with me, um, I'll always be on the forwards side, to be fair. It was brilliant. But oh, I was embarrassing the defending. He, he seemed to stumble through four defenders who I don't know what they were doing or what they were looking at. Yeah. But like Joyce on the sideline must have been pulling his hair out.
1: You can have too many people in or around as well. And Eamon will know this. Sometimes it's it's the anybody, somebody, yeah. <laughs> nobody. Like you can have, you know, I know Sean Kelly and Conroy was there and kind of saying well someone's going to grab him or someone's going to maybe pull him down and give away the free which is the sensible option or whatever but you don't think of you know anyone with the knack of seeing the future that is, yeah. is in good shape but you just don't think he's going to cut in and go for it but you know when you've got a player you know kind of a a, a maverick like I think Jim is a bit of a maverick he, yeah. he, he plays on his own terms a bit you know he's been kind of in and out and he's good enough he's as good a forward as in the country on his day and when I've seen him he's phenomenal he chose he's you know but he seems to have no issue going for it and we were just kind of stuck saying well Conroy has him or he has him whereas you know, as a collective, that was the body. He had three or four lads who had him exactly. <laughs> you know. But if that was Kerry, you know, given what they were there, and Galway when Paddy Talley was over them as well, they'd have sucked him in and mm. absolutely mauled him. Um, but 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 again, it was it was it was a case of he's going nowhere, he's going nowhere until he went somewhere yeah. and 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 finished yeah. the game. So it was look, it was it was a brilliant brilliant individual goal. Um and but again, look the defending both teams will be looking at the defending over the next the next couple of weeks and how to really tighten that up because you know as we know from the past, I know certainly from the past, you're going nowhere unless you've got a tight defensive structure.
2: Yeah, and look, obviously, look My- uh, the main Merta's goal.
0: Sorry, Darren. Yeah, Merta's goal was one of them moments. You know, we can see in the season where it goes up in the video analysis and. You know, people are savage, the individuals are savage, and you know, the, you spend a good hour discussing this one clip, yeah, and like, it can nearly become pivotal to your season. Yeah. You know, so we'll never do this again because you know, as a as a defender and you know, and a wee bit of an interest in coaching defensively, that's just shocking. And sometimes there's moments like that, you know, being an attacking perspective, a defensive perspective, that there's moments like that where you can nearly. Bounce off that. Mm. Use that there as a reference point for your whole season. This will never happen to us again. And you know, you'd like to think Galway will will learn from that, and we we won't see something like Dermot Marta getting through four four Galway players or whoever you know a Mayo man getting through four Galway players and putting it to the back of the net. But it's, it's moments like that there that can nearly define a mm. season. I yeah. don't know if you have ever been in that dressing room or that analysis session now, but. You know, I remember with Donegal Gall, where there was moments where, you know, teams were getting shots off, and it was just three or four shots off, and and that nearly defined this mentality that teams do not get a shot off easily.
1: You're right. Yeah, I think I think you'd, you'd hate to be in that video uh, <laughs> tomorrow or tomorrow night. You'd hate to be in that video analysis session because you'd be your 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 hands would be over your eyes, going oh, Jesus, what we could have done or what we might have done, and we should have maybe put them down forward, on the sideline and given a free away. You just as a
2: forward, you're actually often you know you, you track back and you're caught in that position where you're just not really good at defending or it's not high up in your list of priorities Mm. and I remember one I think it was 2013 I was kind of coming back from injuries and uh, I was in Dublin at the time and I was playing league games where I wasn't training and we were down a pile of bodies and I was I was cheating through games really I was staying up maybe 60 yards
1: backhealing the ball into
2: (laughs) (laughs) but I wasn't really doing any defending or I wasn't tracking or nothing because I I didn't have it in the legs and I knew what I was doing and Amy knew what I was doing but I got caught for 3 or 4 moments like that where I was uh, I nearly got there and I remember Eamon ring me um, to say look there's video analysis tonight you're obviously not down for it but I'm going to town on you and I remember he went to town on me and train and I, my phone was hopping all night after the Kerry lads going Jesus Christ oh my, you're dead the weekend Eamon absolutely <laughs> ruined you and I thought grand I look I knew it was coming but he made me do it Uh, the weekend before an away game with him just me and him in the room going through it it was mortifying and it was only the two of us by the end of it I was a week laughing because it was so bad it was but I never got caught for it again like but sometimes you do need to be highlighted but it is it's embarrassing but as a forward I was kind of sticking to it ah but that's not my job (laughs) I'm a forward (laughs) or whatever but I suppose it's not all doom and gloom from a Galway point of view they kicked a lot of scores themselves and they're probably looking at Mayo and how much they shipped and how open they were and how much more they could have shipped. But I suppose I don't want the game to go by without mentioning Conroy because yeah. oh, his kicking was frightening. Left and right, anything outside 30-40. These weren't tapovers. Like. These were massive scores. And Comer obviously was very good inside. But Conroy, like there are a lot of good free scoring midfielders at the moment. But Conroy is definitely top of the pile. And his form for Galway has been unbelievable. Like yeah. So the battle um, with Ruan in a couple of weeks... Will be outstanding, but look the kicking. I d- I don't know. Have I seen a midfielder kicking so freely, effortlessly off both feet ever before?
1: Yeah. When he look when Paul is Paul is a super super. I suppose Galwegian first. He's he 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 loves playing yeah. for his county. You know he's a, he's he's a he's a, a super asset. He's he he you know he's brilliant brilliant footballer. You know, secondly, but Paul arrives to training and I suppose from knowing him and playing with him, he's never injured. He never rocks up saying, oh, I'm tight or I'm going to give a miss tonight. He's the first out on the pitch all the time, even in the, you know, the kick-around sessions that yeah. you might have, recovery session, he's out there doing it and that kind of shows because even when he goes out on the pitch and look, he doesn't always play well and he's played in some poor teams and, 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 and got some roastings over the years as well, do you know, but like he's always battling, he's always battling. It was just great to see yesterday a performance like that. I haven't seen many performances performances, like six points from plays is, is, is oh, phenomenal, regardless of what type of game, Championship League or whatever. That was a big game yesterday. As you say, left and right, he was putting in tackles. You know, he's 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 a brilliant Galwegian and a, and a brilliant Galway footballer. So, and, and look, he... he he was out for a year he broke his leg in two places Uh, it took him that to be out you know and he he was probably still thinking I might have a shot at going playing but he's uh, that was a performance and a half Yes, as you say left right his kick pass and he's always looking up he's always looking to kick so like Galway need him on fire in three weeks time to have any chance yeah and I suppose what age is he what age is Paul Uh, Paul was he made his debut in 2008 and he was 18 so he's um, do the maths yeah do the maths (laughs) (laughs) that's what I remember he's in his 30s he's in his 30s yeah he's still plowing on 100% yeah Yeah. look he's a credit he's a credit the way he's come back and like he's always trying to lead you know always trying to get the the young guys to jump on board and he'd be rallying Shane Walsh and you know kind of the modern day footballers you know would would annoy him at times but he's trying to get Galway to a level regardless of playing well himself he wants to drive them on he leads by example
2: you need that Bit of an old school mentality always in the dressing room anyway because mm. the younger generation just to that bit of rawness at times not that he's raw like, but you need that mm. bit of that old school mentality just to kind of toughen things yeah. up a small bit but I suppose on the Saturday night as well you'd, you had two other good games and like for me going into the Division 3 and 4 finals the main thing the four teams that were in them they had achieved their objective they're mm. going to be playing a higher standard of football next year and that was the key but obviously when you get to Crow Park and it's a final there's silverware like it was brilliant, and look, we would start with Mickey Hart and Loud um, I I genuinely thought Meade were the better, or Limerick were the better team for the majority of that. And Loud took their chances, and with Mulroy up front there, uh, and they have a they have a fella who's capable of playing at a much higher level. And I heard an interview with him recently. He's not lacking in inner belief; like he believes in his own ability, and he believes in the direction that Loud are going. So look, it was obviously a great game for Loud and Limerick. Limerick could probably regret a couple of decisions or decisions they made themselves and got caught with a counter-attack goal, but it was brilliant for loud and both of these teams now will be coming up against some very strong opposition next year in Division Two.
0: Yeah, and and that's the key word you've said there, and is was belief, and I, I think some that some counties that's all they need is the belief, and that's all certain players need is a bit of belief in them and to install that confidence and. You know, Mickey Hart seems to have been doing it in Louth and and, and Limerick on the on the back of good form or have the confidence and belief. And you can't overestimate what confidence and belief does to to players and to, to a team and to a county. And you you just hope both of them now just you know ride the wave, enjoy it, and uh, lay the foundations for the for the future.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I suppose the Division Four final, a lot of good game of football. Actually, two teams that for me are playing in a level below themselves, Cavan mm. and um, Tipperary. Again, I actually thought Tipperary slightly edged it for the majority of the game. Cavan yeah. came out on top, but um, I suppose there was two standout performances. Mark Russell, midfield, kicked um, four points, and there's one of the points getting an awful lot of uh, uh, air time. It's from the sideline. Now, he kicked one before it where he actually timed to measure it, but this one, I, I can't give it to him. I don't know did you see it. He's on the run on the sideline There's a good few Tip bodies in there For me he looks like He's putting it in Top of the square And it tails yeah. off <laughs> And it's one of the ones Where you lift the hand And you go back to the field As if you meant it But uh he'd be uh, Paddy Russell The ref- former referee's son um He was heavily strapped In the knee as yeah. well like So he put in a fierce shift uh, By all accounts He had to ask To be taken off He was he was out in his feet But it was a good game Of football And like that Both teams are Going to be going up A division
1: Yeah,
2: I still think They'll be playing A level below where they should be two good teams on their day um, but like that it was another good game of football
1: Yeah I know it, it was and uh, obviously to, both teams have come off the back of you know Ulster and Munster yeah. Championships and then to end up in Division 4 but it just goes to show as you say you can, you can, you can fall Derry happen to Derry and you end up but look it's not you bottom out and the only way is up and you can start moving through the gears, you'd expect both teams to really compete in Division 3 next year, but uh, Paddy Lynch, fine yeah, for Cavan, for, for you know, looked 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 elusive, looked, you know, really, really keen to get scores and, and go for it. Look, Cavan are, are, you know, good traditional football inside, They you know, they were in Division 1, obviously they are where they are, but, you know, Garage McKeon is still knocking around, he was yeah. their top scorer in the league, you know, they have a bit of leadership, Faulkner and these guys as well, and they've a really good manager in Mickey Graham as well, so, you know but but that said like they'd want all the confidence going up yeah. to Antrim in a couple of weeks time <laughs> like that game is there's already been a bit of hype around it so yeah. it, 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 it's a tough one to be heading up there for them and uh, it wouldn't be a foregone conclusion on what I saw on, on, on Saturday night
2: No and like that I suppose the one thing they'll have in their favour now and it's the the main thing was getting promotion but they got to climb the steps of the Hogan stand mm. and collect silverware, which is always a great boost. And it wasn't, it was only a couple of years ago that they collected another title. So they have a bit of winning yeah. history, which is good for them. So they'll go on and look, they got the main objective, to promote promoted, but they got a bit of silver, probably a night out celebrating as mm. well. So that'll all build into, a, key. A, yeah, it is, yeah. A bit yeah, of key, is, yeah. a bit of bonding and brings the group together. It's always great when you're winning. And that's yeah. another reason why we get annoyed with Mayo when, when it doesn't look like they're taking a Division One title seriously, but I suppose going away from the games there's a couple of talking points as well. Um, Kerry are stuck in this one as well, Eamon. with the uh, we were we were renting and raving a few weeks ago, at Corrigan Park or nowhere, and now it seems to be Parky or in or nowhere for um, the Cork footballers. But it's just a bit of a turkey shoot, so it's it's well in keeping with Cork football at the moment.
0: No, it's it's completely different to the Corrigan Park situation. We 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 need to add to add that, and you know, if like, I think there's an element of the Cork trying to ride in the, on the on the back of that, and and it's it's completely different. Yeah. Um, you know, the the root cause of this is Ed Sheeran, um, Ed Sheeran concert pri- prioritized over a Cork Championship match, so. That's that we have to go back, go back to and remember at, at all times, and you know the discussion mentioned on the Sunday game, and I think it made a good point in terms of you know we, we shouldn't be punishing players and the team for you know previous board members' decisions and you know decisions that were made in the past that were made ill judged or unwise decisions, if 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 you get me.
2: Yeah I suppose for me I'm kind of Unusually enough I'm actually in the Cork football side For this And I feel sorry for them Because Look they're, they're going through A tough time Look they, they avoided Division Getting relegated to get Division 3 They're coming up Against a team Kerry That are a lot stronger Than them at the moment And they need to avoid A hammering And now they're being Put in the middle of this um, That Parky Cueve Is their stadium Parky Ring I remember when it Came out first I tweeted that it's not fit for purpose, mm. which it isn't. Now, it probably is fit for a Kerry-Cork game, no, because there's not going to be that many wanting to go. Definitely not from Cork, anyway. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's an awkward one. I just think the county board have let themselves down because, look, they, they put this concert on in a GA ground in the middle of a season. Whether they knew the split season was coming or not is irrelevant. I just think it's madness. I know they have to make money and whatever, but the money that goes into these stadiums and the pitches and the work that goes into getting them right and then you're putting a concert on it, you know it's going to mess the pitch up yeah. and then you're more money then fixing it or whatever. So during the season, I just think it's wrong that you're putting concerts on right there. They need the money or whatever, but they knew this was coming. They also know parking Ring isn't fit for purpose purpose in, in terms of Kerry versus Cork. It's always Parky Quive or Fisher Stadium. Otherwise, Cork wouldn't have been coming down to Parky, uh, down to the stadium yeah. while Parky Quive was up. So they should have said, right, either we'll come down to E and we'll two years in a row in Cork or we'll give up home advantage this year but we're not coming down, we'll go neutral. So at least we're not going yeah, down to Limerick Kerry. Yeah, mm. so they had an option. This was this should have months ago, yeah, yeah. weeks ago, whatever. But they've left to go on. Now the footballers are stuck in this position where there's a bit of a circus around it and I can understand them not wanting to come down to Clarny where Kerry haven't lost a championship game in 20 odd nearly 30 years I'd say and they're playing a weak Cork team that are just trying to probably not get hammered at the moment yeah. so I, I feel for them now at the moment and I was only thinking would Kerry come out and say look if we put it back a week to the 14th can you have Parky Creeve ready then because I don't think Kerry care where they play him yeah but it's and it comes down to money
1: well, well, that's it, and we're we're on here talking about last week the GPA paying expenses to players yeah. to go training. Now we're talking about the county boards have a concert on in the middle of the season. It's a GAA ground in yeah. the GAA season. The GAA games should be there. Simple, simple as that. Yeah. Or where are we going with this whole thing? Or, or what's going to happen? So, like Parky Rin, put it in Parky Rin and you know I might give Cork a, you know might some sort of chance. They're not going to win, but it might, you know it's a sandy pitch. It yeah. doesn't play as fast as. As most pitches, you know it. Like and I, the funny thing it, is, very it's very sand yeah. based. And the so pitch is flush. about the
2: best thing about it. <laughs> yeah, it <yeah>. is <laughs> so everything else around it, like getting to it as a supporter, the stand I wouldn't really call it a stand is more of a terrace and a couple of bushes. And the dressing room, the dressing rooms are tiny.
1: Yeah,
2: like it's it's genuinely not fit for purpose. And like, we keep talking about Parky Hui was an amazing stadium. You now they put all this money into it to host big GA games, and now we've. No, we'll probably be looking for tickets to go up and see it but, uh, but
1: there'll be, yeah, be more of an atmosphere in Parky Ring than Killarney like Killarney is great on the big days when you've got Cork and Kerry both yeah. buzzing but like Killarney if it's going to be a turkey show, which we think it will be and I think most people and I hope I'm wrong yeah. but Look, you know, Killarney will be, you know, the odd clap, there'll be no yeah. real celebration, there'll be nothing. It's a huge ground, it's a great ground, but like going back to grounds, I think in GA our grounds are too big. The, yeah. the stands a are way too them, far the pitch is so big in GA that the stands are so far away from the pitch and the it, like Pierce Stadium is cat, it's it's atmosphereless completely atmosphereless. I think the likes of Longford and grounds like that where it's a bit tighter. bit tighter you know if you so fill these Park grounds might make, a,
2: might make yeah. a game of it like, and, like it's funny you mentioned that I, I don't know about you and is there any ground that you liked playing in or didn't like playing in besides your own one
0: uh, there was no wild it's like obviously Crow Park's day and yeah. on a big day was uh, was always magical now but there, there was no wild but I actually hated Funny, and I don't know, you might not hear, I hated going to going to Pear Stadium in Galway, because I just thought it was one of the coldest places on, on earth. <laughs> it's pretty. Um, it that- sicked into your bones, you were just freezing by the time you got, you were still freezing by the time you got up to Donegal, it was so cold, <laughs> I hated going there.
2: That's funny, you know, because I actually, I Pear Stadium I didn't like going there, because I used to hate uh, trying to get out of it after, and uh, McHale Park. My God That's The sod in McHale Park Is like clay So Didn't matter how fast you were Everybody's slow in McHale Park I hate it But I actually liked uh, I liked uh, Playing up in Tyrone Healy Park I to, the fans are close there like yeah,
1: an, yeah. and Derry as well yeah. like, like those stands they're kind yeah. of Stanford, like Stanford Bridge where, where where you're looking down on the pitch like Pierce Stadium you're so there's no atmosphere there's a wind yeah. it's game of two halves all the time it's just not it's, not it's not good to go to even a full house it's just not good you know but the likes of Healy Park and you know, grounds like that where it's a little bit more compact and I think, I don't see an issue. I'm looking forward to seeing Corrigan Park and, yeah. and hopefully Parky in. I think there'll be way more atmosphere and I hope they're tighter games.
2: Yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do but they need to get the solution with this Kerry Cork team done quickly and do you know what, I'm at the stage and you know, I don't think Parky In is fit for purpose. I think it would be a nightmare playing the game there but it might make an atmosphere of it. It might make a game of it because I actually think most Cork fans that come down for the Kerry Cork game, would we'll probably not make it. To Do you the, remember the Kildare
1: the game um, and the Kildare yeah. Mayo game? I don't know if any of you were at. Yes, yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that was know. that was a bit of crack.
2: Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do you know what it makes for it? But I suppose, it's all I'm about gonna, money. Yeah, that's that's a be all and end all. It, it always comes down to money and. Look, unfortunately, that's what makes the it work. We're going to Sharon. is Of course, It's very good. I'm his biggest fan, but I suppose going back to the Division One game, we're going to go back to Clifford and O'Hora, and I'm delighted I have two good sledgers. I mean, two full backline players with me. But um, there was a bit of sledging going on. I actually didn't mind it, and poor old O'Hora was getting a, a rough doing on social media last night, and I was there. This is going to be unusual now. I'm coming out supporting the Cork footballers. Now I'm supporting the the Mayo corner back, but. He comes across as a good guy to me. He took in a Ukrainian family and everything there in the last couple of weeks. But you know Clifford's no angel, so Clifford was definitely winding him up as well. But um, look, there's, I think a big deal is made out of sledging. But it's going on forever. It's going on forever. And it's one thing that, in fairness, we get away with as forwards. But forwards are brilliant at it. But we just do it differently. We don't look as aggressive when we're doing it because it's normally smart comments we're doing. and. Look, I suppose you're two lads there who'd been stuck marking some of the best forwards in the game, and I'd like to know what kind of comments you were throwing at them, Eam. and I'll go at you first because you're trying to hide a smile there behind, behind your hands. <laughs>
0: I'm just laughing, I'm just laughing. Um, now, w- what I would say, I think you, you had the nail on the head there, this doesn't define Ahura in terms of if he was, even if it was, you know, totally unprovoked, it doesn't define him, like he's a good guy, people mm. should remember that, people... You know, and so I seen it yesterday on social media. You know, making this judgment column as a, as an overall character, as an overall person, because he you know, talks a bit of nonsense during the during seventy minutes of football. Like, and I always that's the one thing I, I was an awful. I don't know, can you say it, dickhead, for the sixty seventy minutes, and then I'd like to think I was a good enough skin, but for that sixty seventy minutes. It's that I'm not someone that, that, you know, I'm overly, I don't know what the word, I was just being a dick most of yeah. the time to be honest. <laughs> and, you know, we'd all love to live in a world where, or play a sport where, you know, there's honour there and, but people are always looking for the edge and, you know, it's going to, it's a situation where you're going to come up against players that are better from you. If I'm marking Darren O'Sullivan, if I'm marking, you know, the good shirt and, I was. I need to get an edge somewhere. So obviously, if I can get inside their heads now, there are some players you didn't bother, like I, talking to at all. But for a lot of players, you know, I would have had a weak chirp in their ear about about the confidence and about, geez, you are not going too well today. And is it, who's that warming up on the sidelines Is that for you? And
1: did and sorry, Eamon,
2: Eamon Did I hear? <laughs> did, were you marking O'Gara one day and uh, Mannion started warming up and you, you turned to him and said? One Mannion's warm up, he'll be coming on for you there fairly rapid.
0: <laughs> yeah, well well, <laughs> well that was it. Like that that was due to the case because you remember that time with the Dublins, there were savage yeah. competition for places. So I always thought like them Dublin forwards, they couldn't afford to do many mistakes or else there'd be a boy. So I says, Right, I'm gonna play in the Snow because <laughs> I want a ball or two and I says, She's his own, oh, that's that's Mannion warming up there now. And I knew then when he looked across he would he was worried because, geez, is he? <laughs> I knew then that there, there was a natural worry. I, I kind of got at him now. But one thing I would say in this legend is there's a line. There's, de- if you're ever, you know, take it personal, yeah. there's grand me going at Darren O'Sullivan or Fanny and Hanley and saying, geez, you're not too good today. But if I take anything personal into that there, you know, that's crossing the line. And, you know, that's the kind of legend and we don't need and, you know, I, I personally, you know, I enjoy the bit of flipping banter that mm. goes on in games yeah. and you know, I, the the bit of crack that was going on, the Tyrone, the Armagh games and I, yeah. I, I I love that and you know, people shouting, Oh, we wanna you know, don't be at it and you're a total arsehole if if you do say something then
2: Yeah, no, I think you're right there with the with your the wording of it as well. It's just banter. I think yeah. when you take the personal out of it, um <laughs> Do you know, if you get personal, then it's it's a different it's a different conversation. But when it is banter, and it's like, "Oh, you're going to be whipped there now in the second or as a forward, you'll be telling telling the back how oh, he's a great view of your arse or some fucking thing, and he's pulling and dragging out of you. But you use the word "arsehole." And former awfully hurler Brian Carroll actually tweeted last night: "It's no art, and there are no best. All sledgers are arseholes." So. Fair play to you lads, you're two arseholes.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's it's it goes on. Like you look at watching we all watch American football and, and particularly yeah. on the Wednesday they show the the microphones are stuck in there in the middle and the stuff that's been said there. When we are in Australia, you know, playing international rules. The Aussies are brutal. They'd call you Anton Anton like, be, yeah. you know, like they'd be calling you all sorts of names and just starting telling you you're this, that and the other. So I, I believe it goes on huge over there. But it's 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 part of the game, like McManus and McBriarty, like they'd turn around and start telling you, all, you know, you're, you're yeah. crap, you're shy, you're yeah. this, that and the other. I'm going to do this, that and the other. It's a bit of banter. But as Eamon says, you know, when it's, and I've heard some Pretty crappy, you know, mm. things, personal things been said to players on on the pitch as well. And that's when you cross the line. Now, I don't know what Pora O'Hara was saying to David Clifford. Yes, in fairness, he was told on Thursday night or Wednesday night, you're marking David Clifford. So <laughs> for yeah. three or four days, you've got to come up with a game plan and stick to it in your own head. Because, you know, there's no half measures. Either way, you're under pressure going in there on, on that lad because, you know you know, Andy Dufresne couldn't get out of that one. It's your coos, yeah. like, as simple as that. So I,
2: I don't think, like, from what I'm hearing he about... He stuck to O'Hare, his plan, though, and, yeah. he, and he
1: kept going with it or whatever, and, and at the end he shook his hand, and I'm sure David Clifford only kind of loved it because he was successful in the end. And
2: I actually think he's probably getting, because he is a wild-looking buck, do you know, he's the long hair and the beard, and, you know, he won the, the Hell Week thing where he... Like, I'd say people thought, like he probably looked more aggressive mm-hmm. saying whatever he was saying. Mm-hmm. It probably looked worse than it actually was, and... Like Lauren Guilfoyle said, where's the line? Um, where does it end and stuff like that? And it ends when somebody makes a personal like that. I've heard, I'm lucky enough, I've never really had anything personal said to me. But I have heard it on the pitch, even at club level. And I, I lost it a few times. And once yeah. said to me, but I just lose it because I just don't like it. I don't like that, but I don't no, like the and, banter. And
0: the, the lane is that when you take, like, everybody has a different lane. But as soon as you go under the personal, and you know, people talking about family and, mm. Mm. you know, like there's been personal stuff said to, said to me in terms of, you know, just taking family into it. And as you say, it's, it's, it's hard to keep the head and you, you get kind of sickened with, with that there now. But I I personally, if you're going to take per- personal stuff into it, there's my own take now in it. It's nothing... I think you, you're going to get a box in the nose yeah, you, yeah. you, you yeah. deserve it, if, Didn't it if, if you take it to that level
1: Zidane the Zidane oh, yeah. issue in 2006 was supposedly that was to do with his family yeah. or whatever and he took you know in fairness you're right that's you know he the only answer to something like that is a headbutt <laughs> into the chest or whatever <laughs> it is and it was you know he, but he, that's what it was, that was in the there's highest, a straw that the highest, the biggest back, game it, yeah.
2: in world soccer or whatever like and I suppose um, just we're on about it but for someone like Clifford would you bother? Or what would you...
1: What you say to... So, like, you have enough going You have enough going... I've enough, go, enough, <laughs> <you have> enough, <laughs> enough, enough problems going into a <laughs> uh, full back line on any day. Don't mind going in on someone like that. You know, you're going in on Michael Murphy and, uh, you know, aiming to tell you the same. You're going in on... McManus and these guys like You would have
2: marked Donaghy and you were good buddies as well do you ever like, I can imagine yourself and Donahue hopping Donahue was
1: th- Donaghy wouldn't say much but he, you know he you know Mike Meehan as well like they'd be dirty enough like they, you'd, you'd know they'd be physical you might yeah. get a box into the where you wouldn't want a box or something like that <laughs> do you know what I mean and he'd just keep going Donaghy t- he, he'd out talk you to yeah. his own teammates Andy Moore and the same they'd annoy you with talk and, and organise and all that yeah. just going this level, won't shut up he mightn- mightn't say anything to you but the likes of Mike me and if you were getting too tight or you were saying anything, you get a box into the chest. That's it, and then he'd move away from you, <laughs> and that, and, yeah. and that was it. So some players were like that, but uh he would just kind of he'd be rallying the troops. He wouldn't be talking to you. In fairness,
0: yeah. So do I, I found you could you could get into a wrestling match with him, no bother. Like and in, and in, we in many a wrestling match we got into, but the, there was just no point sledging him because he was just focused and it was just water off a duck's back. And there's certain characters that that are like that. But um just going back to the Brian Carroll thing that all sledgers are souls, like <laughs> probably are for the 60 minutes, but just like that, that that's it. Uh, yeah. he, I think he, he's a bit of a naive view in the whole world and on sport and and uh you know
2: Yeah, it's going nowhere. It's been part of the game forever and it's not going anywhere. Otherwise you're gonna have fifteen very quiet players on either team playing the game but I suppose just going back to the league seeing as it's all finished off now have you any player player of the league for you I'll start with you Finian player of the league and I suppose team of the league all four divisions
1: yeah I I suppose we spent the whole show talking about David Clifford Uh, it's hard not to to, you know like and and in fairness to Kerry it goes back to you know the point we were making last week about you know, going for the league and playing your best team, and Clifford played a lot of the league, which is great, and it drew mm. us into. You know, if Clifford wasn't playing, I might watch the Kerry game today. Yeah. But he was playing most days, and you know, he was just absolutely phenomenal across across the board. He was just brilliant. You know, I think you know Conroy's performance yesterday and Conroy throughout the league was good for Galway. but I suppose looking at Division 1 McBrearty was very very good really coming into his own as well Um, but I think look you can't look past David Clifford it's great to be talking about the best player in the league putting in you know those performances performances, because it really shows that they put emphasis on it now and and that meant a lot to them yesterday so he was the player of the league for me
2: What about you Eamon? Player of the league and team of the league? Uh,
0: (laughs) Probably like the easy one is to go for Clifford, I mm. think. <laughs> uh, <and laughs> easy option. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Great, I think, yeah. you know, I'm going to go with Ray, Rayne O'Neill. Uh, and it's based on... Much like Clifford. like the, He's been earmarked from a long way out just to be someone for for the future. And, you know, initially I thought there might have been a few years trying to get up to the pace of things. Um, but... You know he's just he's just slipped in there. And he's he's took it the level and, and he's grown and he's such an important player for for a man to do that at his age. It's it's it's, it's a big achievement now. So I'm I'm going to go at Ray, Rain O'Neill in terms of team of the league. I, I, I don't know I don't know uh, probably Kerry in terms of you know while I would have had my doubts about Kerry and the way the whole thing started off with Jack O'Connor, you know, in Kildare and, you know, probably announcing himself that he had interest in Kildare Mm. while in the Kildare job and announcing that he had interest in in the Kerry job. I didn't think he started off in the best, but he's just took off like a train and, you know, he's going all out for leagues and he's going all out for the championships. So, in terms of what, the way he's turned it about and the way he has Kerry defending, I'll probably go with the the Kerry one? That's me taking the easy option there. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I'm kind of torn on the player of the league. I think Mulroy for Loud has been very good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I heard an interview with him recently and he, he seems to have fierce b- belief in his own ability in the direction louder are going. But Tyg Morley, I just think yeah. he's, he's the reason Kerry are where they are at the moment. I think his positioning, maybe not going to get the headlines, obviously, but I think just him being there has improved the other defenders around him the likes yeah. of Jason Foley and stuff like that and team in the league for me is Roscommon mm. they were down a lot of bodies earlier in the league they unearthed a couple of very good players who have bought into what they're doing and helped them build on and they've just finished the league really strong and we mentioned them before they're going under the radar obviously all the talks going to be on Galway Mayo now in the next couple of weeks and Roscommon could be the team coming and knocking both of them out of it and yeah. I suppose in terms of performance of the weekend from or performance of the league I think it'd have to be Kerry uh, over the weekend but I'm not sure what are you thinking on that one Finian
1: yeah um yeah, no, look, it was it was a phenomenal performance to put in the league final against a, Mayo, you know, a strong Mayo team. So, um, yeah, 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 have to look at that. Ross Commons' performance as well was, was, was serious. They're un, un, undefeated, mm-hmm. you know, they beat Galway twice yeah. in, in, in in two weeks. So, um, they, they'd they be up there definitely with my team in the league. I think, obviously, Loud as well, you know, I, I mentioned for Loud, Mickey Hart is doing incredible work up there. Like, it's, right you now? know, like, for Loud, they're in the kind of scramble to be the best of the rest in Leinster. And I yeah. think they've got Got the twos to do it. It was great to see Kieran Byrne um, yep, great flying, second it, half. flying it at the weekend. He was in Australia. Mm. Um, he was he was on the international rules panel when he was eighteen. Went to Australia, got badly injured. But I was delighted to see him flying it at the weekend as well because he's a class player and someone that will compliment Mul- Mulroy up front. So you know, I, I mentioned aloud. I think they they were under the cost for a while, but to get yeah. over the line and 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 to finish. Division 3 with the win and, and, and be looking forward to Division 2 and the Leinster Championship I think I think they're definitely going in the right direction so that was a big performance yeah. on, on Saturday
2: Well that's all we have time for in today's show um, before we go I just want to pass on the sympathies from myself and everyone here at the G.O. or to the family friends, teammates and everyone at Curry G.A. for Red Oak Murphy uh, a super talented young man um, so we want to send on our condolences Big thanks to my two guests today, Finian Hanley and Eamon McGee, for joining me. And we'll see you all next week for the show.
0: You're listening to the GAA
2: Hour with Darren O'Sullivan on Sports Joe. The final whistle is all over. Jim Gowan, Jason Sherlock, Embrace.
0: Dublin are the history.
2: Today, Sean Kavanagh, who is a brilliant footballer, but I tell you what, you can forget about Sean Kavanagh as far as he's a man.
0: Oh, Sullivan, oh, that was absolutely brilliant. What a that for skill from Darren O'Sullivan? Give him a it's high, it's over! Will he ever get a more vital one than that? The transition talk, I think Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Yeah!